Hey everyone, this is Michael Drain from the Unpopular Culture Podcast. You are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way Podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soarin' flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rombe. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. And this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. www.magicourway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And with us today, we have... Excelsior! You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing really good. Feeling good. Trying to keep it up for the neighborhood. How y'all doing tonight? Man, we are up. 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 I'm not. I'm terrible. <laughs> he is down. <laughs> Go ahead. Hook some balloons up to him. See if we can lift him up a little bit. Danny's a little feeling under the weather, unfortunately. I'm very, I'm very much under the weather, but I have my fluids. I have coffee and single malt scotch. So um, I'm hydrating, uh, as, as you would, and yes. playing hurt. So. And you t- get the your best medicine play hurt. to yes. kill the germs inside your body. It worked, exactly. It worked like in it. the 40s. You see how it, my thinking was. I like it. I know, yeah. Absolutely. I'm right there with you, man. No doubt. And, of course, we also have on the show. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. It's Mr. I Know More Than Your Friend, sucking up tough love and ever so lovely travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, mosquito killing date night at Danny's Benja over the chair, Lily Top. It's Mr. Beijing Chloe Senior Johnny Salami himself, our resident professor of gyrotechnics, Lee DJ White Cheddar Papa Smurfa No Hassle Vika. How you doing, Lee? Woo! I'm good, man. You guys have a good uh, holiday there. Everyone still got all ten fingers uh, on their hands and everything. 
Yeah, nobody got burnt. Nobody got blown up. Yeah, the yeah. fire's good. Well, we got rained out, so we had no fireworks whatsoever. Oh, was... really? Yeah, my sister said it was flooding by y'all again. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know about. Well, there were some spots I'm sure around town that got some high water. It wasn't like a hurricane type level, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had a couple of friends got caught up and then had to wait about an hour or two for the water to go down to get home and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, it was a a very wet and wild Fourth of July. So you just spent most of your time in the house? Yeah, well, I actually basically spent all my time cleaning the house and getting ready for a garage sale. So, Oh, fun. Everything yeah. must go. <laughs> Everything must go. No seriously. money down. Like, See the special man. Get, yeah. get it out of here. Like, Please come take it because I have no more room in my house for any of this crap. So do you use so, your beard to sweep up the dust in your house like a whiffer <laughs> uh, kind of? Swiffer. Swiffer. Yeah, like a Swiffer. Yeah, that's, that's Swiffer. no. He he just charges up the beard, and everything just goes right to it. And you start hearing like the Fantasia music. Anyway, guys, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you today. Uh, we are taking a little bit of a way back machine and exploring a lot of the celebrations and marketing promotions that have happened at Walt Disney World. Uh, since its inception, man, going all the way back to, like, say, the Ten Centennial. Ten Centennial? Is that what they call it? Tencennial. Tencennial. Sorry, I added an extra T. And then all the way through Year of a Million Dreams and on, guys. So it's going to be a fun little romp through history. Hopefully you remember these things. If not, chances are we'll jog your memory so that you do. We're romping and jogging. Look We're at romping us. and jogging. Very rompers, yes. Right, multitasking. So enough of our jibber-jabber, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go relive some magic. And here we are on the hub, guys. And today, like I was saying in the intro, we are taking a little bit of a trip way back. How far back? Way back. Way and back. And it goes a little something like this. Hit it. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about the marketing campaigns, um, the things that you see on TV, the things that came with the vacation planning videos, VHSs and DVDs, the promotions to get people into the parks during those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like Year of a Million Dreams, uh, the 20th, so the birthday cake thing, the birthday cake castle, 25th all anniversary, all that, guys. Uh, we're Daddy's uh, going to kind of take us through that timeline, man. You want to tell the listeners uh, what we're going for? Yeah. I mean, basically, um, I've always felt that one of the aspects of a, of a Disney vacation that goes underappreciated is the promotional campaigns that Disney used to bring you back to the parks. And... Um, some of my best memories of going to the park, I mean, you don't just remember the rides, the attractions. You remember when you went because you remember, oh, my God, that was the year they were giving away this. Or, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's the year the castle looked like that. Or there was a big wand next to the ball. and uh, Or sometimes people just show up and they don't even know. Why did that stuff get there? What is that right. all about? And Because um, a lot of that stuff did linger. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they, they stuck around yeah, longer than we expected it. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, Walt Disney World was very good at transforming their parks and creating a new sense of excitement and always giving you a reason to come back. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be fun to kind of look through it because, yeah, a lot of the promotional materials that they use, the the TV specials, the the vacation planning videos like you were talking about, but, yeah, most importantly, the commercials. And so I figured if we can compile all this stuff together and kind of 
relive a couple of these relive things. Relive the magic. Yes. <laughs> so to speak. Now, yeah, uh, and those things are kind of fleeting because they only happen for like that one year, maybe, mm-hmm. or a couple of years, depending on what they are. And then it's gone. You never hear about that again because you've moved on to the next promotion the following year. All right. And I'm glad you kind of brought that up because that's something to where, like, one of the things you're not going to hear listed in here as far as a promotion, like, we all know Disney does the whole, I'm going to Disney World after the Super Bowl kind of yeah. thing. There's a lot of little things that they do like that. We're focusing on just things that were supposed to last the entire year. Yeah, the big programs, yes. not like free dining mm-hmm. or you know, take a dog to work day or something like that. Right, take a dog to Disney day. Take a dog to Disney day in your Disney room. No, not not things that things that happen the whole year. Exactly. Have they done something like that? What take Recently? a dog? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's like, what I was thinking. I was, oh, no, just like there. a promotion. Like I'm not. Oh, they've yeah, they have promotions now, but they're all kind of different things, and and we can get into that. It's not later. like a full year thing anymore. Like it's usually, it's yeah. not. Although this is the most similar to what they used to do with the new promotion that they're doing this year. Right, it's the most similar to what they used to do, but it's a complete sham. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it. it's a complete sham for Walt Disney World. For Disneyland, it fits the theme perfectly. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into we'll it. We'll get to the, we'll get there. That's a ways down. But take wait, us wait, back. Wait. Where, 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 where are you going to start, Danny? All right. So the very first instance I could find where Walt Disney World did something special to commemorate a milestone in the parks was Mickey's 50th birthday. And uh, that took place in 1978. Mm. So the park was only open about, what, seven years at this seven point years. in time? I was only three. Yeah, I was four. You were four, yeah. I was four. I think my first trip came when I was two. So I would have missed out on this. Yeah. But basically, they did a more bare-bones version of it. Uh, Walt Disney World celebrated Mickey's 50th on November 18th, 1978, mm-hmm. with a new parade at the Magic Kingdom. And so, Mickey Mouse and the Main Street Philharmonic kicked off the birthday procession that was surrounded by banners that read, Happy Birthday, Mickey Mouse. And the parade that followed featured all of Mickey's friends, balloons, wrapped gift boxes, party hats, larger-than-life birthday cards, and a 50th birthday cake. Uh, they also used a TV special that aired on November 19th, 1978, called Mickey's 50th, but it didn't advertise a new parade at Walt Disney World, so I'm not going to pull that. Uh, they, they didn't do anything to promote it. There was mm-hmm. no commercial. They didn't say, hey, come to Disney World, come check out our new parade, but that was the first instance that I could find where they commemorated a milestone. Like a large-scale celebration of yes. like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And I don't even know that it qualifies as a celebration. It was just like, it was a thing. It was, it like, was a start, probably. It was a parade. It was a seed, yeah. yeah. I was 78, I would have been three. That would have been my first trip to Walt Disney World. So I, I might have seen it. You might have. I might have. I don't remember. I'll have to look through my old photo albums to see if there are any pictures of it. That, that's the only way you would know is that you'd have to be able to look at those floats. And mm-hmm. if you see one with the large gift boxes, then there you are. Yeah, if I find it, I'll definitely post it in our show notes so y'all can check it out. Oh, and by the way, that's a good point now you're bringing that up. So guys, there's going to be some of this stuff that a lot of this stuff I pulled offline. We all know the accuracy of this mm-hmm. information could be a little bit off and we all know that y'all have experienced this stuff personally so if y'all have personal memories of any of these celebrations photos anything that y'all want to share please yes absolutely post it on facebook post it on instagram yeah get um, in touch with us yes do whatever you want to go ahead and do and we'll we'll get it out there y'all get it out there yourself because I would love to see us share some stories about our time in the mm-hmm. parks during these individual events. I but, love doing that. Yeah, I love looking yeah. through old pictures and just checking out the Disney World back in the day. Or exactly. My trips to the park back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was so weird. Like when I looked back at some pictures and you look and say, oh my God, the partner statue, it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's weird to yeah. see that area without that partner statue. Well, it's like being a, like I have a picture of me at Disneyland in a boat, like driving a boat. Like they had, you know how mm. they had the Autopia? 
Yes, they yes, used yes, to yes. have speedboats, exact same setup. Right. And you just kind of tool around in this little track that they made, and then mm-hmm. a slow speedboat, and that was it. I remember the swan boats right on the, yes. uh, the motor. Yeah, um, There's a lot. There's a all lot. All right. We're going to be here long enough. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. We're focusing on the <laughs> celebrations. It was a simpler time. Yeah, we, it, was, it was a simpler time. It was simpler, a good time. Was a time. It was a cheaper time. <laughs> yeah. It was 3-year-old time. Somebody else was paying for it. It was less complicated. <laughs> and by the way, Lee was 22 back then. So this- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, actually, I was seven, so that would have been the time I would have gone if my parents would actually have taken me then, because that's when they took my kids when they were five and six, but my parents never took me to Disney. I had to wait until I was like with the two kids and another one on the way before I got to go to Disney, so you guys are going to have a lot more memories than I am. That was your first trip when, when you were much older? Yeah, my first trip was when my kids were five and six, so... wow. And that's yeah, when you that got, is that when you got hooked, or have you always been a Disney fan? Well, I mean, I think like most people, you grow up Disney fan. You watch Disney movies. You see all the cartoons. You got the records and the books and the puzzles mm-hmm. and the games mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But actually, to go to the parks, I had never gone. Yeah, It wasn't even like, hey, we're thinking about doing this, or I was able to ask if we could do it. I didn't even like – it wasn't even in the, the realm of possibilities. Um, until one year, my mom was like, hey, um, I want to take the kids to Disney. You guys want to come along? I'm like, uh, yeah. So and, you, uh, yeah, and that was all she wrote. You never hmm. asked your mom, mom, can, can I go to Disney? No, I guess it wasn't even like on my radar, you would say, because like... Even with all the books and the puzzles I, and the games? And- yeah, because like I knew that was not something that was in the budget. Like, uh, you knew like about budgets even when you were seven? Yeah, we used to put a tent in the backyard, and that was our vacation. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Did your mom ever find you in her closet counting her shoes? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, where's those flats? <laughs> <laughs> His flats were here last week. I don't see them. You missing three pairs. <laughs> You're missing a pair, mom. You're missing a pair. Yeah. There's a career in there somewhere. I just don't know what. <laughs> wow, that kid is really good at counting shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Lee, that's interesting to know, man, when you started going to the park. So, yeah, you made yeah, not... I mean, I, I just kind of made that note. Like, I didn't. we went in 2004, so... Yeah, so the net, hmm. what was in my um, uh, knowledge bank is the uh, happiest celebration on earth. That was the first that was program first that was that happened okay. since I went. So yeah, it's interesting. So yeah. different right, well, kind of perspective. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. So next up was Walt Disney World's Tencennial, and it ran from October first, nineteen eighty one, to September thirtieth, nineteen eighty two. And the Tencennial uh, marks the first time that Walt Disney World capitalized on celebrating an anniversary and uh, promoted it by promising the most thrilling event in its history to commemorate it. The 10th anniversary was a year-long party filled with parades, music concerts, celebrity appearances, fireworks, and other surprises done in Grand Disney style. And so, real quick, uh, this was the promotional material that went out back then to... Get people excited about going to the Magic Kingdom and seeing the Tencennial. So, real quick, a little 1981, snippet. right? Yeah. 1981. 1981. Uh, come and play all around the world with special magic Disney pride. That's such a dated sound, huh? Oh, my God, yeah. Be our guest. Be our guest. Yeah. I mean... Right there in your face. <laughs> right there in your face, yeah. How do we know that uh, Alan Macon didn't look at this? Right. Your magic kingdom is in 
celebration taking place. A celebration that's a year long and a smile wide. It's the Walt Disney World Tencennial Celebration. Twelve full months of special parades, shows, and special Tencennial entertainment throughout the Walt Disney World Vacation Kingdom in Florida. All in celebration of a Disney decade of fun and fantasy. And for Magic Kingdom Club members and their families, of course, uh. a special celebration means special club benefits. Like the Magic Kingdom Club Walt Disney World Tencennial Sweepstakes. All right, so we're going to cut it off there. I was a Magic Kingdom Club member, yeah. You were a Magic Kingdom? I do. Somewhere I have that, that box, that welcome box. Somewhere. I was checking out the little ticket booths that they had yeah. back then. It's, oh, it's just amazing. It is. It's a snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there you go. That was the Walt Disney World Tencennial. And really, all it was, I mean, because at this point in time, it's still just one park. Right. <laughs> we just still have the Magic Kingdom. So now you have your, your parade. That's mm -hmm. the Tencennial Parade. Yep. That took place at 4 p.m. every day. And Mickey and Minnie let it off atop a blue and silver 10th anniversary logo float. And the remaining floats each represented uh, individual land in the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. They chose a special grand marshal from the crowd. And uh, they also had a, a, a birthday show uh, on the castle. You know, a castle yeah, show. A castle stage, yeah. uh, every day from noon to, and at 6 o'clock, there'd be a castle show called Main Street Birthday Party. And for both the parade and the birthday party show, it was the Tencennial Fairfare was the song used for both. Huh. There was one more experience that they had, and it took place at the old Tomorrowland Theater. Remember that? Yes. The theater? Yeah, I, remember. I don't remember the show, but I remember the theater. Okay. The show is called Walt Disney World is Your World, and it was an original Broadway-style salute to the Magic Kingdom starring all the Disney characters. Oh, nice. So mm -hmm. that was what they used to kick off their, their party. Mm -hmm. uh, relative to that, visitors to the Magic Kingdom in early 1982 were given a four-page pamphlet that advertised all the 10th anniversary festivities that were going on, but it also included an advertisement for the Walt Disney World Village. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And what is that today? Oh, that's uh, downtown Di or no, Disney, not, Springs. Disney Springs. Sorry, yeah. not downtown Disney. And uh, the old village marketplace of yes. downtown of Disney Springs. Yes. And the Epcot Preview Center on Main Street, USA. So, ah, that's cool. Yes. So now we're, we're getting into early 80s. Mm -hmm. And this is really when television liked to do a lot of those little, you know, like these little special movies where they pulled people that were in their wheelhouse, like, you know, special stars from mm -hmm. different sitcoms would come together and they just mix them all up and create a, a, a special. A special. special. Yeah, so spe they call yeah. it specials, yeah. So they came up with a very bizarre primetime TV special entitled Craft Salutes Walt Disney World's 10th Anniversary that aired on January 21st, 1982. And uh, there's a couple of parents played by Dean Jones and Michelle Lee. And they have two kids played by Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons fame. Nice. And Dana Plato from Eli. Different strokes. Different, Different strokes. strokes. <laughs> was just watching that last night with Ricky Schroeder. And I for totally forgot about that show, honestly. Silver you were Spoons? watching uh, the, the show Silver in Spoons. preparation? No, I was watching Silver Spoons. You were watching Silver Spoons yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, was, if he was going to tell me that he was prepping for today's show and actually watching this special, I was going to be mm -hmm. like so proud and amazed. But no, I for some reason you're nope. watching Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons. Do you own yeah. the entire series of Silver Spoons? <laughs> like no, even when Alfonso late, Rivera late showed up last on, night, huh? It just was on late at night last night. I kind of forgot about that show. Okay. The way the special goes, <laughs> you have mom and dad packed up the station wagon, and they're just singing away about their Disney vacation, how they're looking forward to it. 
and it's Disney World or bust. And then Ricky's in the back singing about how he could care less about Mickey Mouse. And he just wants to see all the technological advancements at, uh, at Disney World. Nice. And Dana is just looking to hook up with a dude. And they're just singing about all this in song. While Eileen Brennan, who plays the aunt, she's not with them. She's traveling in separately in a Winnebago looking out for Smokies. But what's weird <laughs> is that she's traveling around <laughs> with an oddly quiet Asian boy that she just refers to as her friend. He never speaks. <laughs> and, you know, I take it. But at the very, very end of the special, he speaks. But no one explains why in this family. Why is there? Why is there? Yeah, Aunt Eileen. Or, she had a name. I is can't that her that. odd job? <laughs> I, I was thinking human trafficking for sure. It was like a. I was thinking like foreign exchange student, long duck dong. Could have been. Scenario. Possible. He was very quiet. She was looking out for Smokies. I was thinking she did something illegal. He a bandit. But Michael Keaton's in this, and he plays a bumbling bellhop at the uh, Contemporary. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> yes. Bo Duke. Please tell me you have a link to this. I do have a link to this. Okay, I want to watch Bo this. Du- oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. His Bo- name is Bo Schneider. Duke? John oh, Schneider. John Schneider. Oh, okay. I, I got really confused that they used the same name as the guy from Dukes of Hazard. but okay, I got it now. Uh, if I said John Schneider, I would have said who? I say right. Bo Duke and y'all know. <laughs> I was John Schneider was. The country singer? Yeah. <laughs> and he makes his run. He's singing. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. sitting out in front of Cinderella's castle on the lawn, yeah. surrounded by a group of female cast members swooning over him yeah. while he's singing about how he dreamt about loving them last night and how they should all just let him. Yeah. <laughs> on the lawn yeah. with the castle in the background, and they're just dreamily Talk gazing about, into his eyes. Huh? Talk about wishes. Yeah. <laughs> wishes. <laughs> Wish but you would sleep with me. Then there's an, just this insanely creepy song where the dad is singing to his son, Ricky Short, about really getting close to him. And it really kind of goes, it gets a little eerie. You ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> you ever been hailed in a man naked? Then mom and uh, Dana Plato, they go sing with Michael Keaton about shopping in the Contemporary Resort gift shop. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, but at the end, I'll just sum it up for you, just so you don't have to go back and watch it, because really, it's an hour you can't get back. But uh, basically, uh, Bo Duke rejects Dana Plato, but she ends up hooking up with Michael Keaton, who has designs on uh, running Disney World. He's working his way through every job that he can until he, until he runs a place. And um, that's what? a special. They leave and they go home. You're my Michael Batman. Michael seems a little old for her. Go back and look at it. You're right. I thought the exact same thing, too. There definitely seemed to be a little bit of an age difference there. But you do get... They might even be the same age, but like when you think of of her, you think of teenage girl, different strokes. Mm -hmm. When you think of him, you think of Batman or... You know, something is an adult type of role. Well, at this point, so, yes, yeah, you're talking like Mr. Mom territory for Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah, I mean, that's he's what not, I'm thinking. He's uh, not that far off from that. Maybe Johnny Dangerously. I, I don't was know. thinking of that car movie, that Japanese car movie. <laughs> oh, Gung Ho. Gung Ho, yeah. So 80s would have been Johnny Dangerously or, and like, or Mr. D- Mom. If Dana yeah. would have lived, I would have thought Michael Keaton would have been the better career move anyway. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Schneider, he had like Eddie Baker's run. He sang through the whole movie, and that kind of killed it. He had a country career. What was it with him with the singing? I mean, he really thought he could sing, huh? Yeah, he had a country career a little bit. But the one good thing about that, you talk about a snapshot in time, is there's this part where they go to the Top of the World Lounge and and the contemporary, and you kind of get a a sense of what the nightclub-like atmosphere that it tried to be uh, back then. I want to see it just for the sheer nostalgia now. You should. It was a different time. A different time in the 80s. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
so then next up, okay, so now you get Walt Disney World's 15th birthday party. Mm-hmm. That one lasted from October 1st, 1986 to September 30th, 1987. And this brings in Michael Eisner. Uh, Eisner had come in a little bit before this, but this was really his first taste of doing it big and giving us all a sense of what Disney was going to be like under the Eisner-Wells regime. And as soon as I heard this, I remembered it immediately. I'm anxious to see whether or not y'all remember this commercial and how they promoted Disney World's 15th birthday party. Oh, God, so 80s. Wow. What y'all energy? Re- Do y'all remember that? Well, vaguely, yeah. Michael Jackson it sounds familiar for sure. Michael Jackson in 3D was the line that when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember that. That is awesome. What peppiness, though. I forgot it's about that. It's all happy. All their tunes are... Yeah, yeah even back then, it was still Disney. Absolutely. Happy, 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 joy, joy. So, yeah, basically, when you arrived at the Magic Kingdom, you would see a big Mickey Mouse alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And all the numbers on the clock were 15. And this was to signify that both the Magic Kingdom and Epcot would give away a prize every 15 seconds. Hmm. The thing oh, of it was seconds? every 15 seconds. Oh, wow. wow. When a guest would walk through turnstiles, they would be given a computer printed ticket. And that right there would say whether or not you won a prize. And, you know, some of the prizes sucked. I mean, kind of like what they did with Lim- uh, Year of a Million Dreams. Year of a Million Dreams, yeah. Some of them were buttons or light-up visors, or but you could get complimentary tickets to the parks, uh, including Discovery Island at the time. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was considered its own thing. Yeah. And uh, once a day, Disney gave away a brand new Chevrolet Cavalier convertible. Hey! So, yeah, that was, uh, that was Disney kind of doing it up big. In addition to the promotion where you're giving away stuff, uh, the celebration also included a new show at Cinderella's Castle, mm-hmm. as well as a 15 years of magic parade, which featured 40 different characters, new floats, and the special We're Having a Party theme song. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. My first car was a Chevy Cavalier. Was it? Not a convertible, <laughs> but yeah. That's interesting. They were just giving it away like that. Oh, I guess it makes sense. GM, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Makes sense. They would have been in bed with him by then. Oh, that's right, because Epcot would be over, over in Epcot at yep. that time. And they sponsored World of Motion. Yeah, you would see you would have seen a giant 15 right outside the turnstiles with one of the cars that they were giving away, yep. as well as right in front of Spaceship Earth. There was this big triangular birthday cake-looking structure right out in front of there. So they yeah. actually did, they did a little bit more of a promotion of it in Epcot as well. That's cool, yeah. Um, and as you could tell from the video, you just heard they were promoting Michael Jackson's Captain Neo. Yep. Which at the time, do you remember this, Kevin, how they were marketing it as the most expensive movie ever yes. made? Yes, yes. That's right, because Francis Ford Coppola directed it, George Lucas produced it, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson starred in it with Angelica Houston, Houston yep. and since it was a 17-minute film, it came out on a minute-per-basis average of about $1.76 million a minute, costing about an estimated <laughs> about $30 million. $30 so, million for Captain EO? Yeah. Wow. No wonder Pepsi burned him up. Now, that was... <laughs> <laughs> That was the figures I saw. Now, who knows whether or not the, the, the figures, these are real accurate numbers, but that's what I saw. Yeah. Uh, and over in Epcot, also, you got the Skeletoscope uh, water show. Do you remember that, Kevin? Yes. 
You do the kaleidoscope thing with the the daytime fireworks and the the, the gliders that were buzzing around. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was. I, I remember that kaleidoscope thing. Basically, it was run by the Dreamfinder, mm-hmm. and it was like this giant. He was trying to construct a giant rainbow in the sky using these what, what were planes that were basically crop dust. Yeah, yeah, with this yeah. Multicolored smoke. You used to see them a lot. People yeah. have them. They're basically like little go karts with propellers and wings. Uh huh. And they go up in the air. And. <laughs> And then on the water itself, they had all these speed and dragon boats. Yes. And they were trying to stop the Dreamfinder. And it was, you know, it was a big production. I mean, you really don't see them do anything on the lagoon anymore except for illuminations. I don't know if you could. I'm glad you explained that because I was, I was little still. And I really didn't pick up on the finer details. I had no idea what was going on. I just saw all these things flying around and like colored fireworks popping up in the air and that was about it yeah i watched a video of it and i'm like man do i remember that because i kind of sort of do remember seeing something out there but right after that there was another uh show that kind of took over because unfortunately uh kaleidoscope gained a bit of notoriety because basically a pilot got killed yeah with the show like no kidding. it was off site like no one saw it happening he died like the plane went into a nosedive shortly right after takeoff right. so none of the guests actually saw it but um damn by the next celebration they had already changed the show from Skyscope to something else they also advertised this one on TV. Uh, you had a on ABC hosted a 15th anniversary birthday celebration that was hosted by B Arthur and Betty White. You had Ray Charles on there uh, playing What I Say with the, while the three pigs danced behind him. Huh. Harry Shearer was on there doing his celebrity impressions. Nice. <laughs> no, the nice. monkeys uh, minus one were uh, I think they were in Adventureland singing I'm a Believer. Yeah. Oh wow. The weirdest one was Air Supply. <laughs> Yes. Air Supply gets mobbed by a group of 80s dressed permed hairdo women. And then they just start singing uh, Even the Nights Are Better while handing out flowers to each oh. and every woman. God, why, why does that sound familiar? God, Very I must have seen that when I was younger. Well, I must have. I'm sure yeah. I saw this. I mean, that, these things were events. There was there was like three channels back then. Yes, these this things is true. were events. When these things came on, you watch like one of the things that you saw was like Goofy and Mickey in the middle of a Wild West stunt show. Yeah, Mickey's got guns. And you're yeah. like, oh wow, look at this. Yeah, talk about a snapshot in time. When He's are you going to see yeah. Mickey packing heat again? You ain't going to see that. <laughs> no. Wait, yeah, this is the one too with uh, Emmanuel Lewis dancing with a bunch of toy soldiers, right? That's right, Emmanuel. Oh, yes. I do remember so you this. saw this. Yes. I did. I to did. Footloose. Yes. yes. I remember this. Yeah, now. he was because he was doing it. There was only one good dance you could do in the 80s. I, I, of course, nobody could see it, but you know, it was like everybody was do that dance where you like swing your fist kind of like in one side direction. And yeah. That was like the pop dance and, and stuff like that. But yeah, that was a weird sight. Like, that was very weird. Yes, because Emmanuel's about as tall as the toy soldier's knee. <laughs> <laughs> and like it had no story to it whatsoever. That was that was the uh, only thing I remember about that. But I was like, yeah, that's cool. You, you know what's cool about these things is that the whole specials things that we keep bringing up. Yeah. That they used to do that a lot of. And they- I'm sure we're going to talk about something later that I... In fact, when doing research, which I kind of got stuck on watching because it's like I remember this vividly and I used to watch it all the time. But yeah, those were events. You're right. Yes. There were definitely events. There were only a few channels, of course. 
even with cable, but I mean, they promoted it. It was like, hey, on Sunday, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, catch the da 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 special promoting, blah, 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 or whatever. Right. Straight from the tribute to, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was, that was yeah. a big thing. And you always, there was always musical performances mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I remember as a kid watching, oh, hell, I don't want to see them perform. Take me on a ride. Right. I, yeah. wanted, <laughs> I wanted to get on a ride. I wanted to see Pirates. I wanted to see Haunted Mansion. So, yeah, I definitely remember those things. You know, it's funny you bring up the whole ride thing. I remember when they do, used to do specials when new attractions would open. It was yeah. like a whole to do and it was like just built it up you know they talk about the story and the design and you know somebody always had an adventure yes that's yeah. all it, that look that's a whole other show right there exactly like, yeah. Ernest and, and Splash Mountain yeah but unfortunately we're going to have to get away from those celebrations going down the road because as you get on I got to I want to say it was the 20th or the 25th there was no less than four different specials mm-hmm. yeah. each of them about an hour a piece and then when you get really further along then they just stopped doing the specials all together but yeah, so anyway, yeah, that that's what happened there for the 15th. After the 15th, you got a brief little special Mickey's 60th birthday celebration. Okay. And that did feature a special on TV, but it really didn't have much to do with the parks, but they ended in the parks, so I'll touch on it a little bit. But basically, mm-hmm. uh, what it was is that Disney kicked off the celebration of Mickey's 60th birthday with a brand new hot air balloon of Mickey's head that made flights throughout the country, including it was famously, it, it goes over Niagara Falls and everything like mm-hmm. that. But basically where the crux of the celebration comes from is that for the first time they added a new land to the magic kingdom mm-hmm. it was supposed to be temporary but that was supposed to commemorate the occasion so i'm going to give you a brief little taste of the commercial as you can tell the commercial is very light on the birthday message there's so much more than ever before at disney world Mickey's birthday land for you to I don't know why, Woo! but that singing makes me want a Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. They're so happy. It is, but yeah, it's Love like it. a Coke commercial. Yeah, no, they're very peppy. And he's, no Disney happy. So, yeah, so Mickey's Birthday Land, that was the big deal. Like You, yep. you saw them touch on it briefly, but yeah, that's that was the big draw. They talked about more and more and more. That was really it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what Disney did was they cleared uh, some unused land, land that they had east of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea for this new land that they were going to call Mickey's Birthday Land. And when you entered into the Magic Kingdom, you'd hear announcements from Minnie Mouse saying that she was going to have a special surprise party for Mickey and she was waiting for you to attend. And they also added in that train stop over there, uh, which you can still ride right. now when you yeah. go over there by Storybook like, Circus. Storybook Circus, thank you. Uh, when you go over there by Storybook Circus, uh, what ended up becoming Toontown Fair at one point. And when you unloaded from that train or when you walked into it, basically you walked into a, a land similar to, to Toontown in Disneyland. It was themed to Duckburg. And who remembers right. Duckburg? Duckburg. Duckburg. Where's Duckburg from? No. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's DuckTales. I know. <laughs> that that the land in DuckTales? I was going to say, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Y'all was circling the rim. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what it was. Duckburg was borrowed from DuckTales. They yeah. gave you like a cartoon representation of Duckburg, mm-hmm. and that was their new birthday land. Uh-huh. And so you could t- tour Duckburg and all the little buildings and everything like that, but then you'd move into a large uh, circus-style tent, and that was the location for Mickey's birthday surprise party. And so you'd get a whole show, and the gang would surprise Mickey. It was a whole big thing. Uh, Mickey's birthday land probably became more famous for something that happened uh, in the 20th anniversary, but we'll mention it real quick here just to say that mickey's birthday land also had something called grandma duck's farm yes you remember that mini moo mini moo who remembers mini okay so kevin let's uh, let's see eli lee do y'all know who mini moo is no but is she the daughter of big moo or major moo major moo Moo? (laughs) (laughs) i got a picture of mini moo uh so is it like Minnie mouse and no. And a cow put together? Or? No. No, no. no. Okay, okay, it was a cow. It right, was let's a cow with a cow. lipstick. The cow Minnie with the lipstick. Was a cow. It was definitely a cow. No, no, you're thinking of Clarabelle. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm envisioning is Clarabelle. Although that would have been awesome. Yeah. No, that, that's not, there, there was something special about this cow. There was something unique about this cow that it had a certain attribute that made it fit right into Disney World. Je ne sais quoi. milkshakes? They brought all the boys to the ark? Probably uniquely Disney, yes. Yes. Any guesses? Come on. Any guesses? I, I'll, I recluse myself from this because I, yeah, I, I, you, I, well, I you know. Come it. on. What? All right, how about a? Like, is there any hint? I thought that was a pretty god darn good hint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. There's mm. a cow. There okay. is something special about yeah. the physical attribute of this cow. It's not the udders. It's not the udders. <laughs> it was a female cow. Name's Minnie. Yep. So get your head out of that, Lee, before you get there. Um, mm-hmm. And on that cow, there was something uniquely Disney. Something as soon as you saw it. Were they black, black and red spots? Black, white, and red spots? Black, white, and red spots. You, like, what do you, you want to explain? Yeah, like, like, minis, like minis colors? Oh, it wasn't dressed. Okay. No, it was okay, not, no. no, it was not patterned All after All them Disney's. red cows out there. Had, had wings? N- had wings. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I'm a beautiful the, butterfly. For the yes. If I Had Wings show. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. Uh, no. The starring <laughs> no. cow. Uh, let me, okay. By okay. accident of birth. Steve Barrett wrote a book on these things. Mm-hmm. If you know who Steve Barrett oh, is. Oh, I got it. Okay. I got it. What Go is ahead. it? What is it? Head Mickey's. Yeah? You want to elaborate? The, the, spots, the cow spots were Head Mickey's? There was one was huge, one huge hidden Mickey. It wasn't Mickey. spots. It was okay. a big one brown s- splotch. One huge brown hidden Mickey. Was yes. that a real cow? It was a real cow. A real cow. A oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, no, this was a real pen, like a real farm yes. thing. Yes, it, oh, it had all okay. kinds of so animals. This, this particular cow happened to be born with a big Mickey spot on her. Yes. Thing. On this her, is the uh, hide. hidden yeah. Mickey head was on this okay. cow. That was a big attraction. I have, yeah, I have a picture somewhere. Cool. I'll yes. post that. Now, that's freaky. That did not come about until the 20th anniversary, but Grandma Duck's Farm was there. It was there, In yes. advance of that. So I just, that's why I wanted to mention it, just because I don't know when we're going to touch on Grandma's Duck's Farm again. And this was before Animal Kingdom. So, yeah, yes. they, were, they were getting into husbandry and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Back in that day. And uh, that it became very popular, and that, that birthday land stuck around for a good. It became it Starland, yep. and it became Toontown Fair, and then ultimately Storybook Circus. I well, think. I remember when they I built that train it. station, it was a big deal, because yes. that first time you had a train stop on that side of the park. Yes. And that was very handy, because mm-hmm. up until then, it was just Frontierland and uh, Main Street, and that was it. Yep. Now you could get to like Tomorrowland and Fantasyland pretty easily from Main Street. You could zip around the park a lot. Either. No, I remember that as well. Yep. Also... 
The 60th birthday party, kind of like I said before, it really didn't touch that much on Disney World, but it ended in Disney World. And basically what it was is that this is the beginning of Roger Rabbit really becoming a fad. So you kind of had like live action mixed with animation. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. one very good animation, but basically Roger causes some mischief, blows up Mickey's birthday cake, and Mickey grabs his sorcerer's hat and uses it to make things right again, kind of gets full of himself a little bit, starts doing all this magic. The sorcerer gets, not Yin Sid from Fantasia, it's some fat sorcerer. I don't know where he came from. He just... Yin Fat. Yin Fat. (laughs) Why are you so fat? Chow Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat. (laughs) Uh, Shows up and curses Mickey to where no one knows who Mickey is again. And then... In accordance to what a true 80s special is, Mickey goes through land of sitcoms and shows up on Family Ties. He's, hey. he's with Alex B. Keaton in the cast of Family Ties, and they don't know who he is. And then he goes to Cheers, and he's in the bar with Sam and you know Norm and Cliff and Frazier and all them, and they don't really know who he is. And <laughs> Norm, and you... Uh, uh, this, is, this is serious? <laughs> this is actually a thing? This is actually a thing. That is awesome. Holy crap. They I have, can't imagine Mickey going to a bar. First of all, that seems weird. Yes. He walks in, order to call one, and they gave him a milkshake. <laughs> I'd love to sit down at a bar with Mickey and just chat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they brought in other things. Like, I think the, LA, the cast of L.A. Law was brought in. They were asking him to take a, the case. Uh, what was that show with Fred Dwyer? Um, Hunter? Hunter. Hunter. They asked Fred. Uh, they were talking about getting him to go find Mickey. And he was like, no, I don't do uh, <laughs> animation. But it's, it was crazy. But basically yeah. what ends up happening at the very end is that um, – with the, Mickey figures out who he is with the help of a Disney World janitor played by Cheech Marin <laughs> and a singing Claire Huxtable. Oh. <laughs> yeah, please tell me you have a link about this. I, there is a oh, good. Wow. I need you to send me those. God, I got to see okay. that. Okay. They help Mickey get his mojo back and then Mickey remembers who he is and what makes him special and everybody recognizes Mickey and yay, now we can celebrate his birthday. Felicia Ayers Allen. <laughs> Holy Soon to moly. be Felicia Rashad. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know if she was Rashadded by this point. Yeah, she was, I didn't uh, do she that was still level of research. Ayers Allen related to Debbie Allen. I could see it now, Alex Keaton. Before she was Mickey. in Dinosaur. Yeah. Are you a Republican? Actually, Michael Keaton, he shows up. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael J. Michael, Fox. Michael J. Fox. I mean, Alex Keaton. Alex Michael Keaton. J. Fox actually shows up quite a bit on these specials. So from Mickey's 60th, that takes us to the Walt Disney World 20th anniversary, yes. a year of surprises. Yes. October 1991 through December 1992. Mm-hmm. Surprise. That was the theme when the Walt Disney World Resort celebrated its 20th anniversary back in 1991. And to kick the surprise celebration in the high gear, the 20th anniversary enticed guests with the new advertising campaign, 20 New Reasons to Visit Disney World. I remember this. Yeah, when I heard that, oh my God, the nostalgia kicked in. So I'm going to play it. Here's 20 New Reasons to Visit Disney World this year. You can be right in the middle of all the Walt Disney World 20th birthday magic and stay at a spectacular Disney resort from $85 a night. Call 1407-W-Disney oh. <laughs> oh, right wow. now. Eighty-five dollars. I, I, I would love those prices. Now. I had to leave, and, oh, and that was back when there was like two places to stay. Right? <laughs> Maybe three or four. I, I, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but 
$87 a night. What about that? Wow. I love it. How many resorts were around back then? The Contemporary was around? Contemporary, the Poly. I don't know if the Grand Floridian might have just been built or in the process of being built. I have to look at the date to be absolutely sure. I think the Grand but Floridian I mean, was built. Those are like five, $600 a night rooms now. <laughs> Yeah. That is crazy. You're absolutely crazy. And you want to know what? If, if there's a second, it was around. It was around. It was around. Yes. There was a second version of that commercial that I didn't. I didn't use. But you see the very introduction of the very first extra magic hours because now you got a new reason to go because now you can get an hour of early entry into the parks if you stay at a Disney World hotel. They had a term for that, didn't they? It wasn't extra magic hours. It was they didn't call else, it extra right? magic hours. I mean, I can I can play it if y'all want to hear it. I just the remember that commercial where they were showing like they, they were going roller coaster. Somebody was underwater. If I'm thinking right, like, hey, that was energy. called Screw You Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I that I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember hearing that that song got caught in my head and yeah it i want to say it wasn't that year but it was the following year that we took our i it was the year i think i graduated high school and that might have been the year we were there because i graduated in 92 oh there was a lot so, of hotels that opened back then oh okay so what do you got so we did got uh of well of course you know the fort fort wilderness is there mm-hmm. uh but um the studios opens in 89 yacht and beach club opens in 90 the Swan and Dolphin opened the year in '90 as well. In '91, Port Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, French Quarter opened up. Uh, Key, Old Key West opened up, otherwise known as the beginning of the Vacation Club, mm-hmm. in 1991. '92 is when Riverside opened up. It used to be known as Dixie Landings. So, uh, for those that don't remember, Disney's Port Orleans Resort was used to be two resorts. There was Port Orleans Resort, and which now they refer to as French Quarter. And um, Riverside used to be known as Dixie Landings because I still have a mug from Dixie Landings. Oh, get out of here. There were two separate resorts. And th- those are the two. And they opened up a golf club, but that's okay. And the sports res- stuff didn't open up till the couple of years down the road. So, yeah, those couple of things were definitely open for $87 a night. <laughs> How about that? All right. So, let me play you. Okay. So, let's, let's see. Let me, I think this might be the one where they advertise. Oh, and Pleasure Island just opened the year before. That's right. Oh, I missed that. Here's 20 new reasons to visit Disney World this year. Time out! This summer, get in on the Magic Kingdom fun an hour early, before everyone else. That's a great reason to stay at a participating hotel in the Walt Disney World Resort. And rooms are from $85 per night. So call for reservations today and get an early start on the fun. It's Disney's 20th birthday all year long. So you, know, you see that now, that they dropped the price by two bucks. Damn. <laughs> so how about that? I want nostalgia days now. <laughs> I want to play that commercial with those prices for the hotels today. Was it early morning magic? Is that was called EMM. It could have been, man. They they didn't have a name for it back then, like yeah. that I see advertised. Now I when they adopted the see this is like these are the kind of specials that I want Lee Lasovica to be doing. The history of fast passes, the history of magic, extra magic hours, and stuff like that. Get on that, Lee. This is a kind of this is the stuff that's in your wheelhouse. And he says nothing. He just wheeled all by. <laughs> All right. So uh, some. <laughs> Lee? Uh, yes. Right in my wheelhouse. All right. Hey. Oh, yeah. I could hear you, but I couldn't talk for some reason. That was weird. Cat got your tongue. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Anyway, okay, so moving forward. Well, did, did you, or were you going to talk about, I don't know if you were going to talk about, this is where I got kind of got stuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that John Lithgow special, Walt Disney World Past, Present, and Future. I do remember that, but no, I, I was going to get to, uh, first, let's recap. That? Okay. Let, let's go through some of the 20 reasons that you should have oh, visited. Oh, I'm, sorry, sorry, so I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping yes. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, so go ahead. some of what you might have seen in there, obviously, this is uh, not a visual presentation, mm-hmm. uh, but Minnie Moo, the hidden cows we just talked about, yep. the hidden Mickey cow, Spectrum Magic, mm. Muppet Vision 3D, Yacht and Beach Club, mm. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Adventure Zone, Teenage uh. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Disney's Port Orleans Resort Hotel, the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater Restaurant, and the Beauty and the Beast Stage Show, which some of the ones that you saw included there. I could have listed every single one of them, but I don't know that every single one of them were quote-unquote new. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was the 20 new reasons. Uh, they also promised a year of surprises to celebrate the 20th anniversary, and Roger Rabbit would often surprise guests around the parks with special like 20th anniversary prizes and or like you become a grand marshal of a parade or mm-hmm. you know there again kind of like the year of a million dreams kind of thing where somebody would just surprise you with something you can hear him in that commercial mm-hmm. roger yeah oh yeah roger was big at this point in time in fact so yeah there's your new parade the surprise celebration parade yep. and it featured a series of larger than life inflated disney character floats including roger rabbit and mm-hmm. roger i want to say was the one who let off the parade uh but roger was there donald goofy mickey minnie and they were borrowed from Disneyland's Party Gras thing. Oh, yeah, okay. They yeah. had, uh, okay. for Disneyland's 35th, they borrowed them from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point in time, Skeletoscope had been replaced by Surprise in the Skies. Yeah, I remember that, too. And this is the one where you had the, uh, the planes that were, the, the, that were circling the lagoon, but now they're piloted by Mickey, Minnie, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pluto, uh, Goofy, Dale, Chip, that, that kind of thing. So... It became a whole thing now where you still had the boats and you still had um, the aerial stuff, but I don't know that um, I don't know that it was as involved as the, as the previous one. Yeah, it's the Dreamfighter version. Yeah. In fact, there's like there's one point in this show where the, the the narrator goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, we direct your attention to the World Showcase Promenade," and as you look, uh, there's like these giant Jack in the Boxes mm-hmm. in front of each of the countries. Yeah. And these large rotating Disney characters rise up theme to each of the countries and stuff like that. And that was yeah. really kind of the finale. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of fireworks in the sky on this one. Yeah. I think the whole novelty was just seeing the characters up there. Yes. I remember, I remember do, uh, seeing that. That was the whole thing as you're watching Mickey flying a plane and yeah. everything and that. Now that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, over so, at, good. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm, I'm really not being a smart ass, but it was, was it called Skeletoscope or are you saying Kaleidoscope incorrectly? No, Skylightoscope. Skylightoscope. That was the actual so name. So it was in the sky. Yes. Yes. Okay, I get it. I'm sorry. I really wasn't trying to be a smartass. I didn't know if that was something that they had made up. No? No. Skylightoscope. Skylightoscope. Exactly. I remember that vividly. At this point now, it's surprise in the skies. It's not Skylightoscope anymore. They, mm-hmm. Once the guy died, I guess, they just they <laughs> rethought things. And they're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's change redo the name. How we do this. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Um, That's messed up. This was after all the world key information satellites have gone. Yes. Stuff, if you remember those. Uh, over at Disney MGM Studios, Mickey Mouse became the master of ceremonies for Magic Mickey's Magic Show at the Theater of Stars, the original stage off of ho- Hollywood Boulevard. And this was like a variety show where you had different magicians doing little things. Mickey was there, and they had uh, the Disney Girls were there, and they would do songs and the dances. And, hmm. The Disney Girls. Yeah, okay. the, yeah, they were the, actually. It was the early precursor to the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Raven. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
So going, going to your special, uh, Kevin. Yes. Uh, Disney promoted the 20th anniversary with a 60-minute television special called The Dream is Alive, the 20th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World. And this one, again, kind of surreal. October 25th, 1991 is when it was aired. And it's all about Michael Eisner running around trying to find a celebrity to host the, uh, the, the uh, 20th anniversary special. So that was the whole thing. So he hits up, uh, like he, well, he hit up a naked Carol Burnett in a bathtub. Ooh, he, keep that. Uh. Yeah. He hit up Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy, man, was, man, they made, they played up Eddie Murphy like he had this thuggish image almost. Yeah. Like he had this entourage and. Darknesses. Like, you cannot hand anything to Mr. Murphy. Yeah, you have to hand it to me and that kind of thing. So they. Uh, so you had Eddie Murphy in there. You had Steve <laughs> Martin, he approached, but Steve Martin runs away from him down the street. I should have asked Charlie Murphy. He would have done it. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Again, this is like, what, 90. Two. He's so 91. Okay, 92. Yeah, so Eddie so, Murphy's just getting big. He just done Beverly Hills Cop. Right. So Char- hours. Charlie Murphy is still looking forward to his first role in um, Harlem Nights, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he probably was like, you know, in a small credit of one of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. But yeah, Chappelle shows a long oh, way away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Whoopi Goldberg's in there as well. She tells him no. Robin Williams is in there. Robin Williams shows up at the end. It's hilarious. But um, basically, all these different stars appear, and it becomes more of a normal special. It's just unique to see Michael Eisner playing lead on this, and he's going in and he's interacting with all these celebrities, and it's very wooden Eisner-like mm-hmm. delivery. But there he is, yucking it up and being the. And that's what I did like about him is that he would do that. I he mean, would. Even on the wonderful, like the Sunday events when they do the Disney Sunday evening or whatever, mm-hmm. he would make an appearance. You yes. Know? Absolutely. So that was what I had to know. Did you, did you say you found the John Lithgow special? That was the yes. 20th as well? Yeah, that was the 20th. It aired okay. in 1991 for that. And then uh, I don't know if anybody remembers the, the past, present, future, but this was a, a show that I videotaped and I watched incessantly over and over and over again mm-hmm. because... Um, he basically it was John Lithgow hosting, and he talks about uh, where Disney has been. So he got a little history lesson, mm-hmm. where they are now, and where they're going into the future. So that's mm-hmm. where um, I remember the mention of Mount Fuji for uh, Japan right, was first Japan, mentioned. Yes, uh, that's also the show where I got the story of Pleasure Island and Meriwether Adam Pleasure. Yes, and how that all came to be, and um, yeah, just all kind of stuff uh, that was a lot of it, which was not mentioned. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, one of the shows I always want to do is kind of go through that video mm-hmm. and just talk about the things that were mentioned that should be coming but haven't really come. Yeah, you that's kind of – this is where you start seeing that, where there's multiple specials. Like, So the next one is Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary, Remember the Magic. And I'm, I'm just uh, going to kind of skip ahead. Remember the magic. There were no less than four television prom- – and I could have missed one. There was no less than four television promotional specials to advertise Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary. And these included um, – Walt, Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary, Witching You Were Here. It was on the Disney Channel, hosted by uh, Carolyn Ray from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, back when that was a thing. So mm. that's why you got the Witching You Were the Here. Witching You Were Here. Then you got the Walt Disney World 25th anniversary. Witches? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Sung to the tune of Wishes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you get Walt Disney World, the uh, 25th anniversary Good Morning America special. You get the Walt Disney World Inside Out 25th Anniversary Special on oh, the Disney Channel with J.D. Roth. J.D. Roth used to watch those all the yeah, time. Me I too. Have, I have a ton of those on VHS still. And uh, then you got the Walt Disney World 25th Anniversary Party on ABC. So, I mean, there was a bunch of different specials. So, it Loved got it. to the point where you just, you really, it, it was tough to keep up. And just to kind of compile them all on that list, finally, right around this point, I'm like, okay, they were special. Screw it. 
But anyway, going back to the theme of this, uh, the Magic yes. Kingdom for 25 years has been doing great and they've been creating memories for all their guests. And so now Disney World is inviting you to remember the magic. And this celebration was marked in a great many ways from the free Guest of Honor badges, mm-hmm. the 25th anniversary lithographs that they gave out, the new 25th anniversary placards and banners that hung around the park. But it will forever be linked and remembered for turning oh, Cinderella's yes. castle into a giant pink birthday cake. Oh, I got pictures <laughs> in front of that damn thing. I was going to ask. That was I was going to ask what year that was because obviously someone needed to get fired over that. <laughs> 95, 96, yeah. I was going to fire somebody. Yeah, it was only for 15 months. It wasn't like it was that bad of a thing. Like, it was cute. It was for but, what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did it maybe. It was huge. Say, <laughs> yes. I have pictures of that too. It was, they said they, what, they needed 400 gallons of pink paint God, to dog. go ahead and, and make that. They used red and pink icing, candy canes, like giant lollipops. And, and I mean, it was done candles. well. It was I mean, done I'll, I'll, very it was well. Done well. It just, you know, a lot of people call it the Pepto-Bismol cake, and mm. that's what it's known for. But why don't we give you a little taste of uh, how they advertise oh, this uh-huh. 25th anniversary? Never taste with Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Can you remember yep. the way it used to feel when you believed in make-believe and fairy tales were real? Remember... Make the dream come true It's a magic celebration And a special guest is you Come be a part of Disney World's 25th anniversary And remember the magic Now I want Folgers coffee <laughs> Before it was Coke and now it's the Folgers yeah, That's what it's like playing in my head, yeah Oh man, that early one, like the Tincinia one It sounded like the Nightbird from like the radio It's like you can you knew that that raspy uh, female voice that we heard at the beginning. You could cut. I thought it was Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> be honest, it, you know what you were saying really quick before you go forward about the specials, like they would have like all of the different kids, all the like the teen stars and whatnot. And they mm-hmm. were just, I used to be so jealous of those kids because I was like, like yeah. J D Roth. I remember specifically because he used to be on his game show and he was always so peppy like oh what was that game show i remember that game show ah uh, it's 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 a game show where it was like i'm telling i think that's oh, what it was i remember that yeah it was that when they had the the kid and uh there's their sibling and the sibling there and they would have to guess like it was almost like the honey but it's like the, the newlywed game the newlywed game for um for children yes and he was always like yeah he's always full of life so i remember mm-hmm. i would see those things and i'd You'd be like mad. well that's cool did, yeah i'd be mad and uh, it's funny to like hear it as an adult and still kind of be mad in the sense is like you're still mad you still holding on all that anger well yeah but like did they do disney justice because it was like well here are the celebrities that you know as a kid but we're not really hitting you know all the parks we're just getting to watch these kids basically like hey we're having a good time here for free (laughs) what are you doing yeah, I used to just drive me nuts. I just wanted to get that out. <laughs> I remember when the cast of Kids Incorporated were up there celebrating for the 20th. and, and, and watching the, Yeah, Martika. <laughs> toy Soldiers, toy right? Soldiers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a song. Toy yeah. Soldiers, yeah. Who You're knew? <laughs> There's a tie-in. Yeah, I was like, man, put them on a ride. I have them talk about the ride or something. They just would be like, yeah, we out here and it's sunny. Like, yeah, I'm at home doing homework. I don't want to <laughs> watch this. How did you get that job? Yeah, dang, you don't want to get on Nickelodeon. Ah, dad, how come y'all never took me to Hollywood to be a big? <laughs> I want to be a slime. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, work on your audition, boy, before you get whipped. Dude. Who didn't, like, y'all have seen me, I'm sure, like, you've got kids. Well, maybe not you, uh, but uh, 
if you watch Nickelodeon right now, they they did just hammering home the return of Double Dare. Yeah. And, oh. and which of us as a kid did not want to be on Double Dare? Oh, I oh love God. Double I wanted Dare. to do the obstacle course. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. I wanted to find the flag and the pizza and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Slide down the tongue. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Pulled out of the yeah. Anyway, so back to remembering the Mark Summers. Remember uh, Mark Summers. That commercial, though, was the very first instance that you really saw of Disney treating its guests as like the. It's kind of like the idea of Disney World as this institution because as you watch the Remember the Magic commercial, they're showing uh, home videos of kids at Disney and Mm -hmm. then they fast forward to showing them how they are today. And like Mm -hmm. one was an Olympic swimmer and the other one was a gourmet chef and that kind of thing. And they're kind of showing you like, look, remember that you grew up here and you're getting that thing of where people are kind of connecting Disney in childhood and wanting to come back and, and make new memories for their kids. So that's... You're really starting to see some of the cleverness in their campaign and how they're presenting themselves. Yeah. We also got into the more like the, um, I mean, you already obviously nostalgia, but more like pulling on your heartstrings type of advertising as yes. opposed to, hey, this is fun. Come join us here. It's Mickey. Look cool, cool, cool. It's like, no, now I want you to be sad a little bit. And, uh, you know, I want you to feel bad because you haven't taken your kids anywhere in 10 years yeah it's true that, <laughs> that, that's a good point that's mm-hmm. a very good yeah, wackiness you, you'll go see a comedy once or twice man those those heart tuggers those dramas those emotion filled yeah you'll see those he'll take four. it back yeah, yeah. yes you buy a ticket remember. anyway i remember that whole music campaign it was great oh yeah i do too i yeah. as soon as i heard the song i was like oh shoot that's it but anyway so some of the new offerings during this time uh so you got the debut of mickey's toontown fair the debut of Ariel's Grotto, Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame, at a musical adventure, Backstage Past 101 Dalmatians. I'm sure we all remember that. Disney's Boardwalk Resort, including the Atlantic Dance Hall, Je- oh. Jelly Rolls, ESPN. That all opened up. World of Disney Store at still Disney Village Marketplace, I believe, at this time. Or is it mm-hmm. Disney Spring Jet? I mean, I'm downtown Disney. Uh, I'd have to go back remember. and look that up. Yeah, but uh, also uh, Ellen's uh, Energy Adventure debuted at this time. Uh, other things notable about it was that the Contemporary Resort spelled out 25 in red lights on the side of the main tower at night. Oh, Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Special window decals on the monorail and 25th anniversary monorail that. pilot licenses. Uh, the debut of the concept of creating magic moments all started with this. If you go back and you listen to that special mm-hmm. that you were talking about with that guy from um, the Inside Out. Oh, yeah, yeah J.D. Roth. J.D. Yeah. Roth. If you go back and listen to it, that's when they're starting to talk about cast members creating magic moments and in that special they take a random family and they grab and they're like well what do you want to do we want to drive the monorail okay we're going to make that happen and they start like you know just creating little special moments for people that's that's the first time i ever heard the term magic moment used Mm -hmm. was in that special leading into the 25th also significant about the 25th this was the also the same time the disney institute opened Ah, yes. That was the introduction. And I still think that that was a, something that is just so ahead of its time. It was. That, you know, you, you know what it reminds me of now is whenever, you can't miss it whenever you go to YouTube and all of a sudden you, you get that little ad that pops up right before then that you got to skip. And it's the whole thing about the master class. Yeah. And it's like, I'm Dustin Hoffman and this is my master class. Kind of thing. That was kind of, to me, what the Disney Institute was at the time where they mm-hmm. were bringing some professional in some kind of field or endeavor and just have them up there teaching how they do yeah. what they do. Yeah, I, so, I always wanted to be part of that. I always wanted to attend one of those classes or something and do one of those tracks. Yeah. 
I, I thought that would have been awesome, but never got a chance to. It folded before I even got to it. I know. That's, that's the problem is that we're too young to appreciate it. We probably would have been like, why aren't we in the theme parks? And now, like, you would really love it if they had something like that over there. Oh, yeah. They had cooking classes and... I mean, they had, I think they had animation classes and everything, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they had all kinds of classes, man. It was, it was. I mean, that would be in today's world a, a thing to do to to get you to add a day or two onto your stay. Mm-hmm. You know, because okay, well, I want to do this particular class. I want to do this particular seminar, but uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to spend a day a park day doing it. But if we could stay an extra day or squeeze it in the middle that'd be pretty cool I, I agree but you know it's hard enough to get people to go to the water park <laughs> so yeah, yeah. True, yeah. Oh, true, true that yeah um that's true. does anybody remember where the disney institute was located oh god i never made it over there so no i don't even know anybody anybody but it's still there isn't it nope it's not well th- it is but it's it's not it's something else it's yeah a, it's something it's, else it's an empty building or nope. it's, it's um what is it you just go take a shot take a shot bspn nope hmm and that was a new structure, actually, the ESPN. Is it a hotel? It is a hotel. That's what I was, um, it is now a hotel. Ooh. Which one? Is that still part of the animation? Nope, not our animation. That's a new structure. Damn it. What, was it a Radisson? No, it wasn't a Radisson. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. It was, it was near downtown Disney. So think about the resorts that are around downtown Disney. Saratoga Springs. Yeah, Saratoga Springs. Oh, nicely done. Yeah, those, the, a lot of those structures were... Part well, uh, that whole land area was part of well, the. Well, it didn't even mean Saratoga Springs or Key West. Those are both the the Disney Springs. You mean resorts. to tell me Eli and I stayed at the Disney Institute? and We didn't even know it. That's right. That's right. That's because we didn't we take the master plan. Should I tell you something? I think I would have liked it better. <laughs> You're probably Institute. right. <laughs> I would have liked it better as a Disney Institute. That that was every time that stupid uh, horn went off, the class was in session. <laughs> <laughs> time to change class. Well, especially if you can get a massage between classes, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so getting back to this. All right. So, uh, yes, as part of the 25th anniversary, you would have located in uh, Town Square uh, of the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, a welcome center where guests could watch a film called Mickey's Magic Workshop starring Sorcerer Mickey and Miss Crystal Ball. Uh, the movie offered a sneak preview of future Disney projects such as the Disney Cruise Line. The mm. exit area of the film contained a scale model of the Magic Kingdom, and there was also teaser merchandise for Animal Kingdom and the Disney Cruise Line for sale in this area. Hmm. I went back and watched that film briefly just to see if whether or not Animal Kingdom was advertising Beastly Kingdom. They didn't. Ah, of course uh, not. Yeah. They had an out. As a Beastly Kingdom uh, fanatic, I guess they knew at that point in time that that was going to go in phase two. Uh, there was a special new stage show at the Magic Kingdom for the 25th that saluted returning guests and a new parade that was called Remember the Magic. It was an entirely new kind of street theater performance with a stop-action twist where the floats would actually stop to allow for guest interactions. So you'd have floats from Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, uh, and you know you could go run up to the float and beat the drums on the, uh, on the Lion King yeah, float or rub the lamp on the Aladdin float and then Genie would pop out or do the conga with the, the mermaids. I mean, it was, there was all kinds of little interactions that you could have had with these, these floats. Mm-hmm. And then over in Epcot, you had the debut of Illuminations 25, which is very different from the... We're about ready to get to where yes. Illuminations got to. You remember Illuminations 25? I remember Illuminations 25, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it was like one of the first updates after the original Illumination, or whatever this you call it. I forgot, the, I forgot what the original show was called. It wasn't called Illuminations. It was called something else. But it was like all classical music. Well, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it either. This one was not... It was like uh, like dance music from all around the world, and then it would get like... 
then it would get serious and they do like a light show with a baby interacting with wondrous elements and really like primitive like light show but i guess advanced at that time i mean as a kid i would have well i wouldn't lasers yeah yeah it, it, it would have looked cool I remember it was cool when it because it was a, a definite upgrade from the original the show that preceded it oh sh- oh for sure and then they had uh the circle of life was their finale so that was disney world's 25th and this is also i believe the 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 first time that we saw a anniversary video trip planning thing like i think the very first i look back the very first vacation planning video i could find was from 1993 but there wasn't anything going on in 93. They just missed out on uh, 92. It was the year before that was when the was that, that was when the 20th would have been. Mm-hmm. And so the 25th, that's the very first time you have a vacation planning video coinciding with one of these anniversaries. And was it VHS? Oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I, I bet you. I, 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 have some. I mean, I'm trying to think like when DVDs really kicked in. Either that a laser disc or beta, <laughs> laser disc beta. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have someone still on VHS. No, Lee, you oh, ordered wow. it. You ordered it. They shipped it to you in a film reel. <laughs> it was eight. It was on eight millimeter, <laughs> real by real. Yeah, real by real, and you had to run it like that. Oh, you got the viewmaster version, <laughs> like uh, like the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where he's up in the attic looking at the movies. Yeah, <laughs> and you had to put the record player on and time it just at the right part, <laughs> so that way it's synced up. And then so, ding, turn the page. <laughs> ding, turn the page. <laughs> So that's uh, that's all there is to say about the 25th. Well, there's more to say, but we're going to cut it off there. Uh, that's the 25th. The very next anniversary celebration, which is one of my favorites. And this was, to me, this was a milestone. This is the first time I can really, truly remember going to the parks fully during one of these anniversary celebrations because it was the first time I went with my, oh, I was going to say soon-to-be wife, but maybe... This is 2001. Fast forward, what, about <laughs> seven years? Five years? Five years. Girlfriend Fast forward at about five, Yeah. Girlfriend at the time. Well, depending upon the week. Uh, <laughs> this was when uh, Anna and I first went to Disney World uh, as, a, as a couple and really experienced this. I know most of y'all probably know this, but just for the people out there who don't know, what the Millennium Celebration was uh, a, a celebration at Disney World center around epcot that focused on the upcoming year 2000 yes that was a the big millennium. deal back then y2k all that good stuff planes are uh, gonna fall out the sky <laughs> gonna take over the world. world so there were all these kind of millennium celebrations going on and disney world had one of their own and they put an emphasis on the possibilities of the future and coming together and human potential and all that good stuff so here is the advertisement for walt disney's millennium celebration Future is coming. You gotta catch it if you can. The magic sun follow day, and you can hold it in your hand. We can touch tomorrow today. Make some memories that never fade away. Put your hands on the future. Share a dream together around the world with a voice. magical year-long millennium celebration and make memories that'll last a lifetime. Celebrate the future hand in hand. Love it. 
This don't, makes you want to donate it. money to a kid in another country. <laughs> well, at least you're not drinking coffee or Coke. I was out of liquids. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was what was supposed to bring you in for the Millennium Celebration. I loved the Millennium Celebration. absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was one of my mm. favorites. It, it spawned so many changes in Epcot, stuff that is still there to this day mm-hmm. and is responsible for, to me, introducing us to the best fireworks show. I, I Definitely still going on. Yes, absolutely. Uh, It was a toss-up between that and Wishes, but I always sided with Illuminations. Um, But yes, uh, as part of the Millennium Celebration, so Jeff, just so you know, this whole thing happened primarily in Epcot. And for this, there was some controversy, kind of like with the the, the turning the castle into the big pink birthday cake. They stuck a giant Mickey hand holding a wand with the number 2000 Mm -hmm. next to it to the side of Spaceship Earth. Now, I don't think people were as upset about that as they were the birthday cake. It was like maybe years and years and years after. When it, kept, it was still there. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Now, they removed the 2000. Yes. Because that would have just been dated. Right. <laughs> but the Mickey wand stayed. So um, that was the significance of, yes, you know, we're here. It's mm-hmm. 2000, and that's what we're celebrating. You had, as we d- discussed before, uh, a new fireworks show called Illuminations 2000 Reflections, Reflections of, of Earth. Earth. Yes. And uh, awesome. that quickly did away with any and all illuminations. Those things just don't even exist. Like right. When I watch those old illumination shows, I'm like, my God, this doesn't have any of the gravitas and emotion no. of, the orig- of, of Reflections of Earth. So, um that was an, uh, amazing. It was wild as Illumination 25 barely had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> a few years down the road, boom, gone. There it is. But uh, here's another one that I really, really enjoyed. It was like the first parade I remember watching and just really just being captivated by, captivated by it because it was like the first of its kind. And I'm talking about Tapestry of Nations. I love that parade. That was a beautiful. It was so. It was Disney without being Disney. It was the first time you really saw where you had those the performers on the stilts and the yep. paper. Uh, All the drummers. The uh, drummers. The I loved it. The puppets. That's what I'm trying to think Yeah, the of, puppets, that, yeah. That they would manipulate and they would lean down and shake a kid's hand and mm. stuff like that. And yeah, they would just be playing these huge, massive, yes. rotating drum clock things and they had that song. Oh my God. You can still. Anytime you want yeah. to be inspired, just go listen to that. Like I still have that. I'm just, a, you got it. You going to play it. I think this is it. By the end of that parade, you would never forget that song. It was just ingrained into your head. It was awesome. It was an awesome parade. Yeah, I it, loved it. And it seemed so zen. I don't know what any yeah, of that, that means. No, that's exactly the perfect description. It was very zen. <laughs> exactly. You know? You just felt enlightened. Like, you just want to walk around. Namaste. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing, brother? It did. Like, you know, the theme of togetherness and in, in embracing it as one, and we're all the same people, different nations, hand in hand. At the end of that show, you were, yeah, I feel this. 
So it was a perfect show for the perfect park, and it was really well, well done. And you know what is really the most fascinating thing about this? And I don't know how many people remember this. I'm sure you remember it, Kevin. But do you know that Tapestry of Nations appeared in a very public setting where probably the most watched event in all sports Tapestry of Nations appeared in? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show? The Super yes. Bowl halftime show. Yep. It, if you can go back and watch it, it's a pretty surreal... They did that whole thing, I think, if yes. I remember correctly. Yeah, they did the whole halftime. The whole halftime show was Disney, and I think it took place in Florida, so I mean, it, it mm-hmm. all lined up and made sense, Yeah. but the whole halftime show promoted the Millennium Celebration, and for that rare segment of people that are both hardcore NFL fans and yet Disney fans, it's a pretty surreal moment when you go back and you watch it and Mm -hmm. there you're watching the soundtrack to Illuminations, you're watching the parade and you're watching that all unfold in the middle of of a Super Bowl halftime show and it's beautiful. No, it was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I I remember remember watching that. I was very excited. Yeah, I I highly suggest checking that out on YouTube if you have not seen it. You're like, oh my God, they're doing Illuminations in a football stadium. In a football wow. stadium, yeah. No, no, it, was, it was killer, man. Everybody's hugging each other when the show's over. They're like, kill him! <laughs> Win! Well, I got money on this! <laughs> well, that's where we got the Millennium Village. That's where that we got the Millennium Village. That's, that's off to right. the side. Yeah, off to the side by uh, UK and Canada and all that. That's, that's awesome. absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a 60,000 square foot building. Yep. And it contained many exhibits featuring countries that were not represented at the World Showcase, obviously. But uh, we would love to have seen a World Showcase. Yes, mm. absolutely. I remember Brazil was there. Uh, who else was there? Scotland, maybe? No, not Scotland. Scotland. No, Scotland was, Scotland was there, there, right? Israel yeah. was there. Israel was there. Yes. Uh, India. India. India was yeah, there. I remember India. And you could eat all the food. Mm-hmm. And they had little games you could play. Right. And they had like all these like cultural <laughs> ambassadors that would sit around and talk to you and tell stories. And it was awesome. They had interactive exhibits. It was like a little mini world's fair yeah exactly within the millennium village it and was awesome it was that was awesome. really really cool another thing that the millennium celebration is responsible for is the leave a legacy monolith that you see and again this some people are think this is controversial I, i've always liked them yeah i always kicked myself because i remember on and i could have gotten one and we were just like well we're young and it's disney on a budget now i'm like shoot how great it would be to go over there every single year and oh go, like look, there's a young us yeah <laughs> there's young us yeah now you can't really see what the people look like on those things. Right, they're I mean, a little it's really, now, yeah. It, it's a little off, but um, we look yeah, good back cool then. Yeah, I like the Leave a Legacy monolith and the way they they kind of yeah. frame Spaceship Earth, and I, I think that look that works well. But that's still there to this day. Also, 1999. At this point in time, we're talking about right right around the opening of uh, Test Track, presented by General Motors. Yep. So that motion shut down. That took over. I mean, this is really Epcot getting a lot of love. Epcot got a, a lot of love during this uh, Millennium Celebration. I was going to say, like, uh, weren't they pretty much like the main, how would you say, the main icon, like, uh, even from, like, that last campaign you were talking about? Because I'm still thinking about the J.D. Roth commercial, anything that happened at that time. Everything they pretty much did was in front of the Epcot ball, right? Well, no, because the J.D. Roth thing, they did a lot in front of the castle because they had the whole unveiling, oh, here's the castle, and everyone's oh, yeah. like, oh, my but God, I, it's beautiful. But I, and everyone else was like, what? But I want to say when it started, though, everything was like, like their first like seat is like, here we are, like right here at, by Epcot. Yeah, mm. look, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Epcot, no, was, Epcot would have been around. I yeah. mean, you know, there was no other geodesic stone like that. And I'm sure, so. yeah, I'm sure they, they did hop around. They, I'm sure they park hopped. They park hopped. Yes. Lucky who, bastards. Who, it was probably it was it was probably only three dollars extra to park. 
you just supersized your ticket. <laughs> you didn't have that three dollars. You get the park hop. Like you JD raw, you do what you want, JD. <laughs> yeah, I love the Millennium Celebration, man. That was yeah. just, uh, probably one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I'm, park celebrations. Uh, but you know, at the end of this, I was going to say, like, I'm gonna, yeah. let's go through and like two or three of your favorites. But that for sure is going to be one of mine. That's going to be one of mine for sure. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the sentimentality of, of when I visited. The very next celebration was a hundred years of magic, and this one took place between October first, two thousand one, to February twenty eighth. 2003 and the 100 Years of Magic was a resort-wide celebration at Walt Disney World that honored the 100th anniversary of Walt Disney's birth. And just so you know, we'll give you a little bit of taste of how they uh, advertised it to us. They say it started very small, as most dreams do. And the dream began to grow and come alive. Touching every one of us, lighting up the sky. Join us this year as we celebrate the 100th birthday of the man who started it all. Make your plans at DisneyWorld.ca. We share a dream come true. Uh, Mrs. Potts. I was going to uh-huh. say, that's Angela Lansbury, right? That, that absolutely is Angela Lansbury. And there again, Lee was the one who pointed it out before, where you see... These commercials have, have become tug-at-the-heartstring kind of commercials. And, um, yeah, man, that, that's a very effective... Sh- as soon as I heard it, it was like, oh, my God, I forgot I knew that song. That commercial's ingrained in my head. I remember the pr- campaign. I barely remember what was going on then. Yeah. That was a very crazy transition time, personally, in my life then. So I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know if I traveled to Walt Disney World at that time. Those really? couple of years, yeah, yeah. I, I was going through a lot of stuff then. I remember being there because this is what I, mean, I don't know if you want to divulge what you were going through on air, but if you if you'd like to, oh, the loss of a parent and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, Just, well, I lost my last parent actually, my mm-hmm. second parent. So that I was first time I was on my own, and so trying to get my footing mm-hmm. uh, back in gear and stuff. So yeah, yeah that was a lot. I, I can't remember. I don't even remember. I probably could have used a trip to all Disney World back then, you know? <laughs> but I really don't think I did. Yeah, well, you probably couldn't get off the couch. You heard the song and you were. In tears, <laughs> yeah. All emo and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Kind of like uh, uh, the Millennium Celebration took place primarily in Epcot. This one took place primarily in Disney MGM Studios. Mm. Uh, the mindset there being that Walt Disney spent his lifetime heading the studios near Hollywood. So Disney MGM Studios, how fitting. So what they did was they erected a 122-foot-tall sorcerer's hat. Oh, no. I okay. did go to the Disney World. Never mind. <laughs> I, was I remember say, this thing. I remember. I was there. The I was hat. there. Well, but, I mean, were you there when the hat was just the hat, or were you there when the, the hat had the 100 sign underneath it? I had the 100 sign underneath okay. it. Okay. I remember See, that. That's what I remember as well. So it, it was there for only 17 months. Um that was how long the celebration was. I think, I could be wrong about, I think after the 17 months, they were, they removed the 100, but the hat stayed, the hat stayed yeah, for, for quite some time there afterwards. Uh, but, because that's yeah. where you get the merchandise, so, right? Is, is the hat yes. there already and they put 100 on it or they made no. it like that? They made the hat and then they put the 100 there. Okay, so it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Got you. Oh, that's interesting. And then they removed yeah, the 100 I mean, and it I the saw they put stayed. the hat up then, but, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I never realized it was for that celebration, which is pretty cool. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like the hat because it blocked off the um, the theater, uh, the, the Man, theater, yeah, and Man stuff Street, like that. Yeah. But I mean, since this is the time where I started going, that's what I 
you know, I didn't know the theater was originally the, the centerpiece of the park. You know, to me, the hat was always the hat, and that's what represented Hollywood Studios. Well, you know what? The, 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 and a lot of people kind of overplay that one because it never really was the centerpiece of the park. The Earful Tower, to me, absolutely was, was. Was, right? was the original mm-hmm. centerpiece of the park. I was more sad to see that go than anything else. Yeah. And they bounced around centerpieces. It was the Eiffel Tower. It was the hat. It was the theater. It was the... Par for the course. Yeah. The <laughs> Tower of Terror, in some instances, is kind of featured as being the icon of that park. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, but in, in honor of the 100th birthday of Walt Disney, uh, what they did was they gave each and every single one of the parks a new parade. So Magic Kingdom got Share a Dream Come True Parade, which featured the uh, famous snow globe fo- floats. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when snow globes were a big deal. You remember snow globes? I remember right? snow globes, yeah. I mean, they still kind of do like similar versions. I'm, I've got some that have survived. Yep. A lot of those snow globes, man, they have not held up well. Uh, Epcot got Tapestry of Dreams, which they uh, re-engineered from yeah, Tapestry Tapestry of Nations. Yeah. And basically what they did was they, it was kind of sweet where they incorporated the wishes from all the children around the world. Yeah. So you, you kind of heard children wishing for different things and that was cool. Uh, MGM Studios, they got Disney Stars and Motor Cars, which is yeah, a really yeah. cool parade. I remember that one. Animal Kingdom got uh, its very first Disney-style parade, uh, Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I which I believe just ended recently, didn't it? A few years back? A few years back. Yeah, I don't know. A couple, a couple years back. Yeah. I don't know about as recent like as a year or two, but I think, yeah, a couple of years at least. Um, Disney MGM Studios also saw additions of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It. Oh, yes. Okay. Walt Disney, yeah. One Man's Dream. Love that. Uh-huh. And Playhouse Disney Live on Stage. Yeah. Okay. In addition to that, Magic Kingdom received Cinderella Surprise Celebration. Uh, that debuted as a Newcastle uh, show over in the Magic Kingdom where... Cinderella tells us that a dream is a wish your heart makes, and then an array of dream packages arrive, only for the evil witch to sneak a gift on stage that Donald opens and all hell breaks loose. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those castle shows really about the same thing that always. You know, I barely watch it unless I'm sitting eating at Casey's or I'm waiting at. Uh, same here. I, I mean, I'm, like I'm sure we're there, yeah. and it just so happens to start, but it's always the same thing. It's all happy, the villains invade. Yeah. And. I think Magic the, triumphs. Yeah, I think the last time I saw a show at the Castle Show, they had live musicians at the front. Like, you could see them playing. Oh, which really? Which kind of cool. Yeah, you could see them playing while this stuff was going on. I thought it well, was pretty cool. That is kind of different. Yeah, now they don't do that anymore. It's all recorded. So, the Magic Kingdom also received the Magic Carpets of Aladdin during this time period. Mm. Animal ah. Kingdom during this time period received Triceratops Spin in Primeval World, further angering everybody who hated Chester and Hester to begin with. <laughs> They're like, nope, we're sticking to this plan. Still like it or not. Still doesn't work for me. This and is happening. In addition, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Disney's Pop Century Resort, the new DVC Villas at Disney's Beach Club Resort, and Disney's Wilderness Lodge all debuted during this time frame. Nice. And they were crank. They were starting to really get serious about the resort hotels. Then. Dude, they, yeah, they're they're just knocking them out left and right again. We're coming to the trail end of the Eisner years. Yes, so yes, yeah, that makes sense. You're going to start to see some things slowing down. Like people are talking about towards the end, Michael took his foot off the gas, and to an extent, they're right. But you're still seeing a lot more than what you see now. Right. <laughs> Every single year, there there was a new celebration. There was a new reason to come back. At least three or four new uh, attractions were coming along. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so why don't we stop right there, and we'll, yeah. we'll call this part one. The Eisner part. The Eisner part. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll continue later on with the Eiger, probably still influenced by Eisner part, and uh, work its way through present day. Into the Eigner. I- I- Eigner? Eigner. <laughs> the Eiger. Eiger. Eiger part. Eiger. Eigner. 
All right, guys. Uh, so we're curious to know what you think about all that. So we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that little romp in the Wayback Machine about uh, Disney promotions and stuff. And there's more to come. So stay tuned to next week's show to hear it. Um, www.magicart.com is where you can find us. So you can find our ways to get in touch with us at e- uh, email show at magicarway.com. You can leave a voicemail or uh, text us at 1 815 That is 1 815 Moeekin 669 4226. And you can also leave us a voicemail via SpeakPot widget on that homepage. And of course, we've got a couple guys who do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics, sir. Tell me what you got going on. Yeah, as always, you can go to ivorycomics.com and check out projects that I'm working on now, such as Project Geisha, The Adventures of the Molly Be Damned, and of course, Savages. There's always a link to the MOW website, so you never miss a beat with the podcast. There's blogs, there's interviews as well. Facebook.com, you can find me there, Eli H. Ivory. Project Geisha has her own Facebook page, so Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, I can be found at eiree 504 And, of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So, as always, I appreciate the love and uh, support the indie arts. Thanks, guys. And, of course, you know, we do have a couple of celebrations that are coming down the pipe, especially coming with uh, Disney, Disney World's 50th and the opening Star Wars Land. I'm sure things are going to be happening. And you're going to want to travel down there, and Lee can help you do it. Lee, tell him how to do this. Yeah, just give me a call at uh, 413-349-8747. That's 413-Eigner, 413-I-G-N-E-R. That doesn't sound good at all. Actually. I was going to say, what you saying? Pretty bad. That <laughs> sounds <laughs> bad right there. What you saying? <laughs> yeah, Eigner. Eigner. God damn it. It's like that scene from Young Frankenstein. Eigner. Send me an email at lee at magicrway.com. As always, check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. And if you do that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Hasovika! And guys, if you want to support the show as a whole, you can do so through the following ways. You can click on our affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can also represent the Moeekin Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And the, the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating interview in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And remember, guys, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And we thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Army Podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Moegans! Ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Tacos. Like, seriously, it's still tacos. Yeah, it's tacos. The necessities of Mother Nature's recipe. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, you know what I'm listening it on? 
This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Our Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it? Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh wow! You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of. Hi. Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> get on, get up again. Oh yeah. You know? Hot tub. What you say now, <laughs> Disney? That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you. Every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs, like Tony Bennett right here, this yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio, bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 